0: man i am on the struggle bus this week everybody the old uh depression has been kicking back up rearing its ugly head we've been hanging out a little bit more than maybe i would prefer i was gonna do this next episode on uh theta wave activity and continue my sort of saga on brainwave stuff um I just didn't feel like it. I just sat down and I was like, I couldn't bring myself to record some helpful things because I just, I wasn't in a good place. I'm not really even in a good place right now. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like sitting down and talking a little bit and recording. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, like it just, my son is, uh, you know, going through its toddler phase at the moment. So I think that's really not, Uh, contributing a whole lot to the positive vibes in my house. And I mean, I just been dealing with a lot of guilt around kind of going back to work because I've I've returned to my job and now my wife is with a five month old baby and a uh, two year and five month old toddler who is pretty high needs kid, just very high energy very demanding he's been testing us a lot lately testing the boundaries testing every little thing that he can do to try to get away with stuff uh i mean i'm laughing about it now thinking back but i mean oh he just he he really aggravates me so i'm i'm gonna be trying to figure out some stuff around how to negotiate better with toddlers because i think i think the way i approach him maybe isn't um necessarily always the most helpful. I have been trying really to, to regulate my mood around him and, and try to bring as much of my best self as I can to the table. So, you know, even though I've been waking up feeling like really low mood the last few days and and in the mornings, especially is when I'm, I struggle the most, I find to feel good. And that's when my son is up and has energy and he's ready to go. So I, I have been really working on committing to staying present with him and trying to bring some positive vibes in the morning, trying to be the best version of myself even if I don't feel good. Not trying to show him or burden him with the the adult feelings that I have. Um so that that has been going better. That's that's been much better, but outside of that, um just just dealing with him, dealing with those behaviors, dealing with the guilt of um you know, leaving my wife with them and hearing them scream upstairs while I work. Um, and just, you know, going upstairs and just, she's a saint. I mean, she's, she's doing an amazing job staying patient with him, but I can just see, I can just see on her face like the, the, ah, like, I don't know. I'm sure you guys, I'm sure parents out there could relate to the feeling. Not wanting to, you know, actually strangle your kids, but maybe, maybe wanting to strangle your kids a little bit, just a little, once in a while, you know. But that's another big piece of it that I'm I'm trying to recognize, right? Is like when I'm when I'm feeling good, things aren't as much of a struggle. Like it's things just go well and even if my son is having a bad day, I can I can kind of handle them better. I have more patience, I have more energy, I have more flexibility. But it's when the it's when the bad days come. It's when you wake up in a bad mood, it's when you wake up having a bad day, something just whatever it is is affecting you, you know, it could be something in your life, but I mean, sometimes you just if you're someone who, who has dealt with depression over a long period of time in your life, you know, you just, some days you just wake up, um, feeling like crap and there's no, there's no solid explanation for why that is. And it just sticks with you. And when you're like that, it's, it's just so much harder to be yourself and to bring your best self into those, into those situations and in those scenarios. And I mean, the weight of this has just been kind of, it bleeds into other things. I've been able to control it better with my son, but Um, I just find I've been more kind of distant from my wife. Um, I've been struggling a lot to maintain energy at work. I'm still working, but I just, I just like that care that just like that, you know, caring about things I I care and I want to do a good job and, and I have the energy to put my, my best into things that just hasn't, that hasn't been there. Hasn't been there. It's been a struggle. Tonight I think it, it really culminated and it's been really brought to the forefront of my attention because um we've been taking my son to baseball, my older son, my toddler. And I mean it's kind of a joke. Like the idea that you're gonna get toddlers to play any kind of sport in a, a structured way is is pretty silly. Like and, and I mean I I had thought it would go fairly well. Like I thought he would he would participate a little bit, but um I mean, you get there, the kid, they they don't care. They're, they're kids, right? The coach is trying to yell at them. You're like, "Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. And you know, most of the kids they'll participate a little bit, but then they lose interest. They want to run off and do other things. Um, and my son is definitely by far the least attentive, um, participant in the class. So the other kids will at least kind of stand there and sort of attempt some of the stuff and he will too, but more often than not, 90% of the time he listens for about six seconds to whatever the coach is saying and then he literally just turns the other way and sprints off and so you know i'm spending this 45 minute class at this baseball diamond with all these people around um and every 10 seconds i'm i'm having to sprint off and chase a toddler and stop him from running into a soccer game stop him from running into a baseball game stopping from running into a kid who's swinging a baseball bat stop him from swinging a baseball bat and another kid. and, you know, like, I just, I was getting so frustrated. Like, I just, every time he ran off, I was just getting more and more annoyed. And, like, I just, the people, it felt like the people around me were judging me. Um, and, I mean, I felt bad because he was having fun, right? Even though he wasn't participating in this stupid baseball game. Um, and even though I felt like it was really dumb to, to try to be participating in this with a toddler that has no interest whatsoever, really. Um, I mean, he loved it. He was in his glory. He he was like smiling and he was running and just, just being joyful, playful toddler. And I mean, part of me just felt so awful that like, here I am holding all this grudge and being so annoyed at this kid who's just doing joyful things and just having a good time. And I like, part of me was still there and like kind of laughed at some points and, and saw the humor in it and the, and the absurdity in it. Um, but then another part of me was just yeah just so so frustrated and so annoyed and I came home and I was I was really down on myself because I was like I felt bad like I felt bad that I was so mad at this little kid who was just having a good time um and I I kind of almost like was blaming myself like I had like I had ruined it and I was being a bad dad for you know acting that way and, and getting a little bit frustrated, showing frustration while I was there and kind of ruining his good time. But after all that, after all the drama that came with it, there was drama using the bathroom. There's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's been a crazy day. It's been a crazy few days. Just a lot of stuff. A lot of, lot of screams, a lot of screaming. My nerves are a little fried from the screams. I'm sure. My wife's are as well. But what I was going to say is, is after all that, I brought him home um, he actually sat down and, and ate a little bit more of his dinner, which he'd previously refused. I guess he, he'd blown off some energy. So he's feeling a little more hungry, feeling a little better. And, you know, there's a little more drama and fighting at bedtime, but I, I finally got him in bed and then he calmed down. And then I was able to, I don't know something I, I hear a lot of parenting experts talk about is, is this, uh, idea of repair. So, you know, like you, even if, you've had rough times with your kids even if you yelled at them or you behaved in ways that even you didn't think was appropriate to your kids there's always the opportunity for forgiveness and for owning up and for still creating positive moments because really more so than anything the positive moments will stick with your kids and creating those positive interactions those loving caring kind moments where you're cuddling where you're showing them just unconditional affection where you're looking in them in the eye and building that that relationship Showing them that love, I think that overcomes a lot of any of the the perceived failures you have as a parent. And I mean, I think too, like just sitting down and talking about this, it's it's given me a lot of food for thought around just my own my own thought processes and how they they contributed to this, right? So I think if you can if you can take a moment to kind of reflect back on your experiences and look at them a little more logically, you know, I I would say like I didn't ruin his night he seemed like he actually had a pretty good time. He was calmer afterwards. He, he really seemed to have fun. He smiled and laughed through a lot of it. He probably didn't even really notice that much that I was getting frustrated. And probably his memory of it will be of the fun, of the good time. Um, my parents were there, you know, they, they laughed and they had a good time. So, I mean, just putting my attention on that, just seeing like, hey, you know what? Focusing on the on the silliness on the joke, this is, this was absurd. It was an absurd experience. And, you know, parts of it were a little bit annoying, but I think I could really work to embrace the humor. And and that's something I'm going to, I'm going to try to take going forward is I'm going to embrace the humor in it. Um, And then finally, I mean, the the last takeaway that just popped into my mind kind of as I've been, as I've been going over this past episodes, I've talked about the importance of self-compassion, the importance of practicing self-compassion for building your mental health, improving your well-being. And, you know, it was huge for me. It made a big difference. It's it's done a lot for my overall well-being. Actually, ever since I've been practicing that, the other day I had a performance review with my boss at work and she was like, hey, I noticed like you're less hard on yourself lately. Like it's it's very apparent that you're not as as tough and and self-critical. And she's like, it's nice to see. So, I mean, clearly it's having an effect, but I I think it has gone down on the wayside a little bit, you know, like I said, I do, I do carry some depression and I I think people who have depression or other, other mental health conditions that, that ebb and flow. Um, one of the, one of the first things that happens when you start to feel shitty is you stop taking care of yourself. And that happened to me recently, right? Like I, I've been trying to take care of myself more. Um, but, just still like, I've had a lot of moments where I'm like, I should do something here, like I should do something good for myself. And I just put it off and and decide to ruminate and and be stressed instead. And while I was sitting here, getting mad at myself and beating myself up for not having the the energy and the motivation to sit down and plan out and write and make a really cool, interesting, uplifting podcast episode with awesome tips in it. um, I had this moment of of realization where I was kind of looked at myself from the outside, looked at myself from the third person as if I was sort of someone else looking at me. And I just kind of realized like, man, like you're tired. You got a lot going on, man. Like you you work forty hours a week at a, a fairly intense, like mentally demanding job. And then you get off of that and you go and you parent a toddler. And not only that, but you parent a toddler and a baby first thing in the morning as well before the job and there's really not much space in between those two things. And then I'm some of you might know I'm doing a master's degree and in counseling as well. So I've actually started doing uh therapy with clients now through that. So I'm I'm having to fit in, you know, thirteen hours of of um, direct client contact and and counseling work, which is very mentally and emotionally demanding on top of all those other things. And then, you know, somehow I here I am. I'm still found a way to motivate myself to sit down and record a podcast and and I've been doing that too I've somehow managed to to find the space for all this stuff but I think it just gave me pause and it just gave me a moment of self-compassion to say hey you know what like you got a lot going on man you got kids that are very demanding you got a young baby that's still pretty new and still you know needs basically everything done for him he needs to be carried around he can't even move on his own you got a toddler who's coming into his own really starting to learn to test his boundaries really starting to develop a mind and a sense of free will which is a beautiful thing but also a giant pain in my ass um (laughs) and so yeah just that that self-compassion, I, just, I really did kind of hear in my own voice, just like, hey, it's okay. You're doing a lot. You're working hard. And it's reasonable to feel a little shitty. And beating yourself up is just not the way to go. And I felt better about myself. I feel better about myself now. I feel good about it just having sat down and and talked this out. There's lots of evidence for processes like journaling, getting your thoughts and your experience into words and out of your head in some fashion really just helps to organize your mind. And it really just helps to bring your attention to things maybe you're not focusing on. It really helps to shift the narrative, really just allows your brain to kind of process emotional experiences. And, And when you do that, they shift, they change, new pathways open up, new ideas open up And I mean, metaphorically, like it is—it is kind of like dumping things out. It's like you open up the tap and you just let some of the pressure off from from the emotions and the experiences. So this was good. I wasn't really expecting to do a diary thing, but I really didn't want to fall into the trap of influencer behavior, where you just put on this beautiful face and you're like, ah, everything's great. I never have any problems. You know, I've I've got it all figured out. I just meditate every day, and I I feel amazing and. I figured out the secret. I haven't figured out the secret. I got a lot of great tricks. I know a lot of stuff about what makes for good mental health, how to overcome problems, how to bolster your your physical and mental well-being. Um, but I still struggle too. I still struggle day to day. It's it's hard. It's hard out there for everybody. So I don't know, I guess hopefully there's some some positive stuff in here for you if, if you came here for that. Hopefully maybe my story resonates a little bit with you and, and you can see some of yourself in it. Um, but also just, hey, maybe you feel good for me that uh, I did this for myself and I feel better and maybe there's uh, an opportunity for you to consider implementing journaling or something like that. Um, I might do this again. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I feel about it, see how uh, people feel about it. But I think it was good. It was a pleasure talking to myself uh, and by extension, you, the audience. So thank you for listening to me sort of vent and blather on about my experiences. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate my podcast. That would be sweet. And as always, take care of yourself, Dan. Yeah, I'm resilient, won't get caught up in my woes, I just do it for those ten tiny fingers and toes.